Hello, everyone. Happy Sunday. Happy New Year. Uh, happy return of Always Right with Jeff and Stephen. Uh, we are so glad that you've decided to join us, and we missed you guys. Uh, Stephen, how's it going? It's going great. You know, we, we, we took a couple weeks off there for Christmas Day and New Year's, and uh, that makes it that, that means that we survived three whole weeks without Jeff and Stephen. I know everything was going into ruin. Uh, I know there were starting to be some problems that are being caused in the world because we were not there to correct them. So uh, don't worry. We are back. We are back to tell you all the answers to life's problems. Yeah. So uh, today we are going to be diving right into the most recent stuff that has been going on in politics. Um, you know, we, we sort of go back and forth between uh, cultural issues and actually news worthy items. Um, this past week has been uh, really fun to watch in that uh, Congress has basically just uh, been uh, more useless than normal, um, which I like to see. Um, I, I, so, um, yeah, and if you're like any of the people that we sort of talked to at lunch, then, uh, you're not really sure what happened, what all was going on, why, why there was all this hoopla and news surrounding the, the new house Republicans. Um, and we're going to go through it with you. We're going to, we're going to discuss what happened. Yeah. Um, so with the beginning of the new year, um, the the new people who were elected to Congress last November take office, mm -hmm. and um, oh, does everybody see my my new Christmas gift in the background? Oh, that is my spectacular! Cam my camera is mirrored, so um, you'll have to read it backwards. But it says fart uh, fart zone. It Enter at your own me, risk. So that means it's fun to everybody else. Oh, there. maybe it's just mirrored on my end then. Um, yeah. that's weird, but yeah. I haven't hung that up yet. I just noticed it. Um, anyway, back to the news. Um, so as these new Republicans came into office, mm -hmm. uh, the first thing before anyone can do anything, these people have not even been sworn in yet, um, is to vote on who will be Speaker of the House. So the Speaker of the House is a, con a congressionally required position. Um, and constitutionally it, it, required. Yeah. That's what I meant. Constitutionally required position. Um, uh, and it, it, it is a person who achieves a majority of the votes from the other members of the house to lead the Congress. The speaker of the house is the third person in line for the presidency, um, after the vice president. And, um, this is obviously a very important position. It doesn't have to be a sitting member of Congress, but uh, it does have to be a person who is who has earned a majority. It is usually a sitting member of Congress. They usually vote for one of their own. Um, yeah, so uh, funny, funny enough, people found that out in this past cycle because people were voting for Donald Trump to be the Speaker of the House. And folks were like, but he's not in Congress. He can't be Speaker. Yeah, yes, he can. He could actually speak to the House if he got a more. Yes. yes. Typically, the way majority. it's worked in our lifetimes, yeah, the way it's worked in our lifetimes is whoever the majority party is, they, they select their leader to, right. uh, to be the, the Speaker of the House. Um, but it doesn't have to be that way, and it doesn't have to be a lone party basis. You could technically have a, a caucus style 
um, leader. Uh, we don't deal with caucus style leaders very much in the coalition style. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. We don't typically deal with coalition style leadership in the United States because we don't have a parliament. Uh, but if you know anything about foreign government and the way foreign governments are set up is most of them are set up in the parliamentary style, which means there are more than just two parties or be five, six, seven, eight, however right. many parties there are. And, and each party has to build a coalition. They have to take their 40 seats and add it to somebody else's 15 and somebody else's 25. And, and those build. And they the all have to agree. And those yeah, would they, be the speaker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that almost happened here in this situation where we almost had to form a coalition with moderate Democrats, which, you know, there's like five of them and uh, moderate Republicans to elect a, a speaker. Uh, or, and, and that speaker wasn't necessarily going to be McCarthy. It could have been Hakeem Jeffries, you know. Um, so that's just something that we typically don't deal with here in the United States. Right. So, um, yeah. And the House of Representatives is how many members? 256, question mark? No. no I, it's, it's in 400. I don't because, know. Um, 435 voting representatives. That's which what means, I said. Which means they need 218 votes. So, mm -hmm. um, and what happened is you have... You have Kevin McCarthy, who is the Republican leader. You have Hakeem Jeffries, who is the new Democrat leader after uh, Nancy Pelosi stepped down from the leadership role. And um, so theoretically, because there are more Republicans, um, typically how it works is that leader is a shoe in. There is not a Democrat in the House that did not vote for Hakeem Jeffries. Democrats... Yeah vote in lockstep uh mm -hmm. most of the time um it is very a rare lot of for party you. discipline on that side uh, yes because yes. they will get whipped and and yeah. scourged and, it, and, and all kinds of things and there's multiple reasons for that that we can get into but um part, it, it's mostly because democrats are actually voting for policies that they're passionate about and they do not mm -hmm. tolerate dissent um so mm -hmm. democrats are an effective governing party um even though their policy and i will say that un unlike the republican party that also transcends the levels of government it's true at the federal level state level and even the local levels um right you know I, i'm often reminded of uh um tennessee uh they they kicked out one of their members from their democratic party because he was pro-life and uh pro-school choice and so his name was John D. Berry, and he was represented by Memphis, and they kicked him out of the Democratic, the Tennessee Democratic Party. So right. that, that that just goes through their their systems of government. So, um, however, when the first vote for a speaker was cast, uh, no one had the 218 votes necessary to become Speaker of the House. Uh, at the uh, at the beginning, McCarthy had 203 votes. And um, Hakeem Jeffries had theoretically however many votes it was that there are uh, 212, 212. So he, he had Hakeem Jeffries had more votes than uh, mm -hmm. Kevin McCarthy. Now, because speaker is elected by majority, not plurality. So a majority is you have to have half plus one 
mm-hmm. um, of the people in the House vote for you. A plurality is you have to have the most votes, even if it's mm-hmm. not necessarily half. Um, so that means that 19 Republicans did not vote for Kevin McCarthy. Uh, and the, these are what have been known as the holdouts. And mm-hmm. they continued to not vote for McCarthy, vote after vote after vote after vote. And uh, and they even added some to their number um, around the third, the eighth, ninth round. Um, single people within the Republican Party stopped voting for McCarthy. Um, had this gone on long enough, theoretically, you could have somebody completely different. Um, so who were these holdouts? Um, some of the biggest names in there are Lauren Bober from Colorado. Um, the biggest name, uh, the person who's sort of leading the charge is Chip Roy from Texas. Um, and a lot of other names that I don't recognize are just not as Matt Gates is in there from Florida. Um, none of our Mississippi representatives were on the list, which disappoints me, but, uh, but it doesn't the, shock the, me at all. Uh, not at all. The GOP in in um, in Mississippi is as establishment as it comes. So hey, Roger um, Ricker voted for the one point five trillion dollar omnibus. Yeah, yeah. So your senator uh, Roger Wicker w- voted for the big spending bill that the Senate passed uh, right before Christmas. We didn't get a chance to talk about that, so that's something to be mad about as a Mississippi voter. Um, all right, so. What it what really went on after they so it was it caused all of this drama. News outlets were in in fits because you know the work of government was not being done. Um, you know the the new people weren't being sworn in and, and and we weren't passing any bills and and we didn't even get to hold a, a January sixth memorial <laughs> and all of this stuff because they were focused on this speaker vote. Um, and, and the, the questions began, uh, started being asked, what's going to happen if we don't get a speaker elected? Um, the answer to that is a government shutdown. Um, that's what would have happened. And, and I'm, yeah, yeah. I am actually upset that it did not shut come to pass. Down. Shut it down. Shut right. it down. <laughs> um, among other things, you also have the, the quote unquote conservative media coming out talking about how this is irresponsible of these 19 holdouts um, that, you know, they're supposed to join together with the other Republicans and, and, and come like Ben you Shapiro were never saying things. Join like, something. I, I just want to say this real quick. You should never join something that you don't have confidence in. If you can't put your full faith behind something, you shouldn't join it. And that's where these 19 Republicans were at. They they felt like uh, the direction of establishment Republicans uh, was going in a wrong direction, and they were standing up for what they believed in, and they should be commended for that, whether you agree with them or not. Please go on with what Ben Shapiro was saying. Sure. So, like, and I, I bring up Ben Shapiro because he is one of the ones that I, I used to listen to a great deal. I'm actually more at odds mm-hmm. with the Ben Shapiro's um, interpretation of things most often now. Um, but, uh, if you're like me and you've been paying attention and, and you feel like every time, uh, your elections go well, 
every time your people get elected and your people take over Congress or the White House or the and yet you still keep getting screwed. There's a reason for that. And it's mm-hmm. because these people you have to these people get elected and they do nothing different. They mm-hmm. they Republicans are horrible at this. Democrats get elected and they go use their power to implement policies that they feel very um, passionate about. Mm-hmm. They 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 pass, you know, funding for Planned Parenthood. They they put together educational programs to trans the kids. They take the the wildest, weirdest ideas in their party and they implement them into government policy. Now, yeah, uh, I, I really I was disappointed in Ben's take on this. I, I watched after the first uh, round of voting in Kevin McCarthy. I mean, everybody really just thought it was going to be a formality. I mean, that's what that's what I was expecting when Kevin McCarthy didn't get uh made made speaker when he didn't win the election. I, I listened to a few podcasts the next day just to see what most people's takes on it were. And I was really disappointed with Ben Shapiro, especially when I saw what uh, the Freedom Caucus was fighting for. You know, uh, he was talking about how all you got to do is elect Kevin McCarthy because his only job right now is to tell Biden no. Um, no, there are other things that can be accomplished. And that's one thing that that was frustrating to me. Yeah, okay. Um, this is Ben Shapiro's so tweet. It says this McCarthy's was... job as speaker. Yeah, this was Ben Shapiro's tweet on January 3rd. He said, McCarthy's job as speaker and the job of the GOP is to say no. That is, since Dems control the Senate and the White House, what is the actual policy advancing by stalling him here other than to hand Dems and PR win by uh, decapit? I can't I can't read it. It's too small, sorry. Depicting, depicting, the, House depicting GOP the House GOP as a clown show. Yeah. Um, and I, I disagree, Ben. And and he talked a little bit about that on his show, especially when you look at the concessions that were made. Uh, it's not like these people were fighting for nothing. And that's one of the things that was being portrayed is that they were just being stubborn for the sake of being right. stubborn. And no, we'll, they we'll had get, clear objectives. Yeah, we'll get to the concessions because a, a lot of people have come backtracked a little bit but the, of this. But this is what Ben was saying. Early in January, and I, I, I retweeted, I, I quote tweeted it and said, McConnell just gave Dems everything that they wanted in the omnibus when he didn't have to. And McCarthy is is the same. He's not different than McConnell. He he was buddy buddy with Paul Ryan and John Bober, like uh, Boehner. This is the kind of Republican uh, McCarthy is. He's a California said, Republican. Yeah, and, and I said I don't know what the de- the details of what's going on, but maybe the current the concern is that McCarthy won't just be quote unquote saying no, yeah, to everything that Biden comes up with because yeah, the, I mean the mentality if, of this party is to reach across the aisle to find things that they can work on together. I don't want you working with them on anything. Mm-mm. And I think that's something that the uh, establishment GOP showed us whenever they passed the omnibus, um, omnibus package. Now, I realize that was more on the Senate side than the House side because the House was able to sit there and say no. Uh, so I, I'm not confused about that. But what McConnell showed the American public and the American voter, and especially us conservative voters, was I would rather work with the Democrats I know than the Republicans I don't. And if that's uh, McCarthy's same mindset, then I don't want him to be Speaker of the House. And I think that's one of the reasons the Freedom Caucus was holding out. 
Yes. And, and it's why we didn't perform as uh, as highly as we should have in this past election. Like, they get no support from the, the Republicans in Washington. The people that you actually want. Like we talk about sending people to Washington that will shake things up and change it and change things for the better. They get zero support from their own party in Washington. Yeah. Mitch McConnell would rather you vote for the Democrat that is already incumbent than anyone who's going to shake things up too much. They would rather be the losing party. Sad. They would rather be in the of, minor, of, minority. Yeah, it's the sad state of, of um, what it means for conservative constituents yes. right now. Uh, the conservative party and, needs to be shook up, and I hope I hope this accomplished that. And 19 people in that just got elected said, no, this is ridiculous. We are doing something different. You don't get yep. to be speaker because you are more of the same. Um, now, a lot of people ask fairly, what's the plan? Honestly, I didn't care if there was a plan. Um, I think you go. I, I think there is a point where um, shaking things up for the purpose of shaking things up is, it, I mean, that that's a valid thing to do. Um I think, th and and honestly, our our party needs to be shaken up for the for the purpose of shaking things up. They are too complacent. Mm -hmm. They they are mm -hmm. too business as usual. Um, they get elected because nobody has the money to run against them, and mm -hmm. and they just go and and have no. What's the word I'm looking for? They have no accountability. Um. Yeah. So in addition to pundits coming out and saying we're embarrassing ourselves, um, first of all, the GOP is always an embarrassment. You have people who who many of us thought were pretty good for a while. I've since learned a lot about Dan Crenshaw as he has been more public um, coming out as basically another establishment hack. You know, Dan Crenshaw was pretty popular in conservative circles when he first came out. He's he's a war veteran. He uh, he it. He was injured in the line of duty. Um, he, he he talks a big game. He he had, isn't quite as bad on some things as most others, but he has shown himself to be a soldier that will do whatever he is told. And the, his commander right now are people like Kevin McCarthy. Um, so he had several clips on Fox News. Um, come out where he was uh, calling the holdouts enemies, and, and in fact, I got one I can pull up right here. Um, let's. Yeah, I was. I'm with you. Um, I was. I was a, a fan. I'm not gonna say a fan, but I, I I liked Dan Crenshaw when he first started showing up on the scene. But yeah. um, here lately, he has been an extreme disappointment. Uh, now yeah. I, he's not our representative. We're not from Texas, but uh, when when I think of Dan Crenshaw now, the first thing that comes to my mind is term limits. You know, someone like this uh, should only have a few chances to be in Congress, and then they must they, they should have to take their chance at the Senate. Yeah, uh, and, and and in and the past see, six months, see how their popularity works. Uh, in the past six months, I've sort of run in in uh, intelligence in in um what am I thinking of intellect circles that I have always hated Dan Crenshaw. Um, because he is, mm -hmm. he's, he's a basic neocon. He's, he's a war hawk. You know, he, he's a lot like um, what we saw a lot of under the George W. Bush era. Um, 
I don't think war is wrong, but some people are just war hungry. Um, and I think that a lot of them think of him like that. But let's see what he had to say. This handful of members is um, uh, very clearly looking for notoriety over principle. That, that's what it is. And anyone who suggests differently is um, in, in some kind of make-believe fantasy reality. It's not, it's not true. They lost those debates. That should have been the end of it because that's how a team works, right? You hash this stuff out, figure it out, and then you move on. But if you're a narcissist, if you're a narcissist and you believe that your opinion is so much more important than everyone else's, then you'll keep going. And you'll threaten to tear down the team for, for the benefit of the Democrats just because of your own sense of self-importance. That's exactly what's happening. We will not vote for anyone else. These people think they're stubborn more and more stubborn. They think they're not going to get the communities they want. Obviously, they won't. But it's going to be so much worse than that. You know, they are enemies now. They have, they have made it clear that they prefer a Democrat agenda than a Republican. And, and that's so, the opposite of the truth. They made it clear that they wanted a stronger conservative agenda than what the conservative party was, was already offering. Yeah. That's what they were making clear. Yeah. They were saying, no, you are not conservative enough. They were right. not supporting the Democrats in any way, shape, or form. Right. The, the gaslighting here is it, like it's it's dishonest. It's gross. Um, you know, you're choosing not to. We talk about how we like to steal man people's arguments. You know, it, it, Congress is not like that. They just they're all petty. They all they're all backbiting. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what it is. And you know, Chip Roy is not more favorable to Democrats. You know, he is anti-Republicans helping Democrats. Um, so well, like, what I, I have learned is this tactic that the Republicans used to get the conservatives to be more conservatives is actually the same exact tactic that the progressive used to get the Democrats to be more progressive. So the Democratic Party was more liberal, uh, you know, 20 years ago, and now they're more progressive. And this is how they got that way. They had right. the AOCs of the world. They had the Ilhan Omars of the world. They had them come in and go, no, I'm not going to vote for Nancy Pelosi to be speaker unless this is our agenda. And so yeah, that's I, how they pushed the, the Democratic Party left. Well, the Republican Party is doing the same thing, except they're trying to push it right. They're trying to make it more conservative in a way to, to open the eyes of the average American to see the 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 fecklessness of the current Republican uh, establishment. Yeah. So the the argument being made, and, and and it is true of some of the holdouts that they're just not going to vote for McCarthy, um, and they don't they don't have concessions that they will accept in order to vote for McCarthy. I will agree with anyone who says that that is not a a sustainable. Um, strategy because mm-hmm. McCarthy was never going to lose enough votes that it could potentially be someone else. Um, so like when Ben Shapiro or when Dan Crenshaw says, you know, what's your plan? Um, I understand the question, but to pretend mm-hmm. like there is not a plan in place is dishonest. Um, to yeah, pl- now, to well, pretend now you're like playing some, into the democratic narrative. Some of them don't have a plan. Some of them are going to vote against McCarthy on principle. Regardless, they're not looking to actually accomplish anything. They are just looking to to not vote for McCarthy, but the majority of them were not in that camp and you didn't have to convince all of them. You just had to convince enough. Um, And so McCarthy eventually went to the 
um, you know, the negotiation table with these people got, and, and we got some pretty good stuff out of it. Um, even yeah. though I think they're going to probably try and screw us out of it eventually, but we got some pretty good well, stuff that's out one of the it. Frustrating things. You listen to any, you listen to most media legacy and even new media. You listen to most conservative pundits as well as obviously liberal pundits. And they were saying, Oh no, they're not trying to get anything. That's just not true. Yeah. So, and, and we, we talk about like, okay, what, what's the big deal? Like, why not just vote for McCarthy? What's so bad about him? Um, well, first of all, it's not ba- it, it, it's not really like we've talked about. It's not just about what's bad about McCarthy. McCarthy is not a good uh, representative. He um, he votes party line usually, and his big thing is is the same as most other people's big thing, and that's just unlimited spending. He mm-hmm. he's never. He never votes against the big omnibus. He never votes against the big spending bills. He voted for the act that required women to sign up for the draft. That's ridiculous. So he's he is your standard establishment cookie cutter Republican. That is the reason why we lose. Like, I mean, there's no other way to put it. And um, so he's not especially bad. He's just standard bad. And, uh, mm-hmm. But the, the purpose of not voting for him is to squeeze him. This is mm-hmm. this is how it, politics should be done. Dan Crenshaw mm-hmm. can cry about it all he wants. This is how politics needs to be done. You do not give them what they want until you get something in return. And mm-hmm. and we got a lot in return. So uh, the you, juice you, was worth the squeeze, as it were. Yeah. So let me let me pull this up. You can vamp a little bit let's see well you know like you said you were talking about just mccarthy there um just in the past little bit here's some things that mccarthy has done uh continued ukraine funding throughout the end of biden's first term uh and and that's just blank checks i'm not against funding ukraine i would much rather them fight russia than me fight russia but i'm not okay with sending blank checks with no accountability over there and he, he's in support of that uh, defense funding that didn't repeal the vaccine mandate. So the $1.5 million omnibus boondoggle that we recently had bailing out the post office, even though it's poorly run and it's not doing the job that, that private outlets can do better and voting to have women in the draft. Those are all things that, that Mark McCarthy and that type supported. And so they were looking to fix some things. All right. So let's go over some of the things that we actually got in return. So these are this is I'm going to give Chip Roy the credit on this. Um, A lot of I I mean, I don't know a whole lot about these people specifically, but a lot of the pundits who were on the right side of this, who were saying things like, if you don't think Chip Roy has a plan, if you don't think that Chip Roy is like going to get something out of this, you are Never listen to someone who is telling you this again because they don't understand what they're talking about. Um, and, and it's their job to know these people. So um, I guess it's now our job to know these people. We should probably be better about that. Uh, so here are some of the concessions that we got. I don't think this is everything, but it is some very good stuff. Um, the first one right off the bat, bat is extremely good because it keeps them honest. Um as has been reported, it will only take a single congressperson acting in what is known as a Jeffersonian motion to move to remove the speaker if he or she goes back on their word or policy agenda. 
So um, they have now implemented this that can be used to essentially, uh, if you watch Star Wars, this is a vote of no confidence kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's a, a warning to McCarthy saying, all right, you're agreeing to all of this. We're going to hold you to it. Um, right. Let's see. To a quote-unquote church-style committee, church uh, being the name of a person who led one of these committees in the past, uh, will be convened to look into the weaponization of the FBI and other government organizations. Amen to that. Man, that's um, what I'm talking Why is this a bad thing? Please, someone, it's someone not. tell no, me and, why this is a bad thing. Yeah, tell me why are, this is not worth 19 Republicans fighting. Yeah, there are no Republicans coming out against this. But originally they were arguing that nothing like this existed. Yeah. Yeah. Presumably, uh, presumably the CIA would be on that list because they were the subject of the original church committee um, mm-hmm. against the, the American people. Number three, term limits will be put up for a vote. So that is that's one of the humongous. Things, that's huge. That that's one of the things that people you know we people like you and I and, and the American public and everybody we know keep screaming term limits. But one of the problems is is they won't even bring it up for a vote. Right, like. You can't get your representatives on record saying, I don't want term limits because there's been nothing in place to force them to vote on it up to this point. Tons of people have done it, have tried to bring it up on both sides of the aisle. I was listening to a Ted Cruz pod about the same thing. He's tried over and over to bring it up for a vote on the Senate side, and they won't even bring it up for a vote. But now it will at least come up for a vote and people will be on the record as voting no. And that is important. That is huge. This is enormous. They're not going to pass this, first of all. Let's no. just be honest. No, it's not going to pass, but, it, but it, I, you're now going on the record. Yeah, but you're going to be able to look at Benny Thompson and say, why did you vote against term limits? Mm-hmm. And the only answer they're going to have is that I want to stay in power. Th- that's amazing. Like, it, yes, that's almost worth the price of admission right there by itself. Bills presented to Congress will be single subject, not omnibus, with all the attendant earmarks, and there will be a 72-hour minimum period to read them. Why that is, is also, that important? Because all of these are... A, great, great. We just passed yes. a $1.5 billion, tri, sorry, trillion dollar omnibus yep. package, um, and they gave them, what, 36 hours to read it? How much a day? It came maybe? out that morning, and they had to vote for it. Yeah, like it to... came out in four in the morning, and they had to vote for it that day. This is great. You know, and people ask me if there was if there was one amendment to the Constitution that I could make. It would be, you know, a, what would it be? And it would be to shorten the amount of, amount of bills that you can come out with. That's huge. I love it. Any any one of these things can change the face. If passed, can change the face of your politics forever. Term limits yes. is so key to cor- to course correction right now. You have no idea. Like there is probably no uh, a, a more important consideration if you actually want to put something in place that will turn things around than term limits. Well, and um, yeah, you want you know you want to talk about let's 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 circle back to term limits when we get through this whole list because I, I do want to talk about that. I think that's sure. something that has been talked about. Enough. Keep going. Yeah. Um, the Texas border plan will be put before Congress. This is another thing like term limits. They haven't been voting on it because they know it. their answers would be unpopular. 
-hmm. So from the Hill, the four-pronged plan aims to complete physical border infrastructure, fix border enforcement policies, enforce our laws in the interior, and target cartels and criminal organizations. That's what I'm You currently about. have the wishwashy governor that was just elected in Arizona having to pay to take down the makeshift border that they put up there at the demand of the Biden administration. So they're not only building more border, they're not just not building more border, they are taking down what is there. Um, and again, this is one of those things that they never vote on because mm -hmm. they don't want to be on record as ha and having to be held accountable for their votes. So this is great. And, and the, the border problem, I, I am of the opinion that the, I mean, there's no correction to it now. Like, the damage is done on the border, but um, you can stop future damage. We, we don't have you, to keep. You can, but but um, you can, yes. But it's it's I. There is no way we can correct the damage that has been done. Um. Yeah, you just stop more damage. That, that, yes, that's what yeah, we're you doing. Just stop more, we're, we're, you stop it being yeah. worsened. Um, yeah. So there's not. I mean, there it, we should still build a border. That that's not mm -hmm. a point. I, I'm not saying we shouldn't build it at all, but um, this is long overdue. Yeah. This should have been done yeah. under George W. Bush. Like it, that's right, that's right. Or original or George H. W. Bush. COVID mandates will be ended, as will all funding for them, including so-called quote-unquote emergency funding. Again. Why is this a bad thing? Someone give me one reason why 19 Republicans shouldn't hold out for this. Give me one reason why the entire Republican Party shouldn't have held out for this. Especially now that we're learning more about the COVID vaccines and how not only are they not as effective as originally advertised, which many of us probably figured, they're harmful. Which again, yeah, I, I'm, if you I, had a brain, you realize there was enough. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I'm thinking, yeah, reparations need to be in place uh, for some of yeah, this. Yeah, I was talking but... to a veteran uh, a couple months ago who was dishonorably discharged because he would not get the COVID vaccine. I mean, yeah. he, he wasn't he honorably discharged. He was not medically discharged. He was he was dishonorably discharged, which means he doesn't get any of the VA benefits. He doesn't get any kind of like the GI Bill or anything like that. He doesn't get. Uh, uh, basic benefits of being a veteran of the United States military because he refused to get the jab. Yeah. They owe him he something. Need, yeah, he needs at, at least let him get back into service. They want even even under this new budget that they put, they won't let him back into service, even though they dropped the, the vaccine mandate. And they're not going to not Explain under that. the Biden not under the Biden military. They're not going to. Uh, so this is good, but do. it still doesn't go far enough. Sure, I agree. Um, and this one, this last one uh, is cut off, but uh, it says that budget bills would stop the endless increases in the debt ceiling. Um, mm -hmm. And it goes on to say some other stuff. But, but the basic point is we, we are spending ourselves into oblivion. It's why your groceries are super expensive. It's why gas is super expensive. Um, they, they have no concept. They have no desire to limit um, spending to spend any so at any level of responsible, um, and and they just keep raising. There's a there is a arbitrary debt ceiling on the amount of debt that uh, that America allows itself to to take on, 
and and mm-hmm. every so often Congress just elects to raise that ceiling, so it really doesn't mean anything. Um, what well, when when I started before, I, let me let me rephrase this. Before I started researching everything that they got from this, I, I was really frustrated because um, I, I missed the days of the Tea Party being fiscally responsible. And um, when I saw who was on the Freedom Caucus, I was like, these people aren't fiscally responsible. They're they're still going to be your your spend Republicans. Uh, but I saw that requirement, and and I was I finally had some relief. You know, um, it, we might be able to do something thing about stopping all this spending that i mean at this point my son's not even going to inherit the consequence of this his children are going to inherit the consequence of all the spending going on so uh not being able to raise the debt ceiling again it doesn't go far enough but it's a good start i mean all of this stuff is just stuff that would not have occurred otherwise um if if they had not stood up to mccarthy and and the establishment this would not even be considered like this is yep. the biggest victor we have gotten out of the election. Like the yep. election was I, a disappointment. And this is the best thing that has come from it. Um and and I put out uh, a tweet there's that one said, thing that is not on this list. Now, you can tell me your tweet in a second. The one thing that is not on this list is they're required to put Freedom Caucus members on both the Rules Committee and the Appropriations Committee. I think they got they got committee appointments out of the deal too. I I don't know what they were. Um I think we'll see yeah, those that's later. Good stuff. But, but what, uh, what you put a tweet out about this? I, I put a tweet out saying that, like, remember all of this. I want you to remember all of this uh, crying from Dan Crenshaw. I want you to remember all of this drama when they are screwing you over six months from now. Mm-hmm. When they're talking about how, you know, we have to work with Republicans and we have to do this and we have to do that so that we can govern. When they're screwing you over a few months from now, I want you to remember all of this, uh, this pearl clutching they did because it, it's just infuriating. None of, and the, everything on this list is amazing. None of it would be possible because they none of yeah. these things would have even been considered. Um, yeah. So you wanted to swing back around to uh, term limits. Yeah, the the reason term limits is not important. The reason the vote for it is vital is because our system of government has become corrupt to its core. And I was talking about this with my wife over the weekend, and we were talking about how the founding fathers did so many great things, and they were so visionary in lots of things. But one of the things that they had no vision of was the fact that one day, um, one, there would be career politicians. They did not have a vision of career politicians. And two, that the legislative branch would abdicate all of their uh their, their constitutional rights and, and responsibilities to the American people. And, and that's exactly what's happened. So uh, I think having a vote for term limits is the right step in actually placing term limits in place. Uh, I did not know this was an option. People ask me about term limits and I tell I, I thought up to this point, the only way to fix that was a convention of states. You know, the right. only way to put term limits in this point was, uh, was to, to have a convention of states, but just, get them on the record of voting no now we're able to apply pressure to our representatives now that is able to be a a campaign point now uh your your conservative um uh primaries they can have a debate and say well you voted for no on term limits and i'm very pro-term limit i think you have too much power and i think you're a power hungry and it is the direction to fixing those two major problems career politicians and abdicating responsibility. Uh, I'm super pumped about this. I think that's the best thing they put in there. Yeah. And it, and is the Overton window um, mentality in place. 
you you ask for this. You probably don't get the term uh, uh, to pass, but it comes up for a vote again next year. And, and it keeps garnering support over time. This is the Overton window at work. Um, and so good on them. Good, good on them for holding out, uh, sticking to their guns when it just it's so much easier to just screw us over like everybody else does. Um, good job to Chip Roy and, and the Freedom Caucus. I, I, I have nothing but respect and, and I have a lot less respect for certain pundits and, and representatives based on their behavior in all of this. It, it certainly um, served as a litmus test on who you should listen to about what topics now. Because uh, I see nothing bad that came out of that holdout. Uh, okay, there was bad PR, but what we got in return was was so much weightier than any of the bad PR that was going on for a week. That's going to be out of the news cycle in the next two weeks, right? Um, so it certainly and, and helps let's, me let's, as, with a litmus test on who I should listen to about certain yeah. topics. And, and let's assume the worst. Let's assume that the government had to shut down because of this. You know who's not complaining about that? I'm me. Not- like I, I wish we had got. I, I wish this had gone on longer. Yeah. Um, Shut it down, baby. You know. Like so, uh, I mean, look who's in power right now. You're telling me I, 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 I want them to go to work. No, I want you to stop working yesterday. Like, right. No, no. The people that are in power. I, if you, if you get shut down, fantastic. That is great news. I am Rid famous. And shutdown yeah. is a feature, not a bug. Yeah, I, I am famous in my circle of friends for saying that if you were to elect me dictator of America tomorrow, my mom would be out of a job. Because my yeah. mom is an <laughs> IRS <laughs> revenue officer. Like, I love my mom to death, and, and you know, she just needs a job. But I'd put her out of a job. Um, Real quick. So, yeah, that, that's all. I, I This was one of the more entertaining political stories uh, because it, it just, it was a different people stood up mm-hmm. and, and did something different. And, um, you know, there was never any threat that Hakeem Jeffries was going to be speaker of the house. There's no way enough Republicans would have voted for him for, to make that happen. Um, so, but no, they were going to hold out long enough to get what they needed. I'm proud for them. Yes. And, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm ashamed that there's not a single Mississippi representative on that list of, of holdouts. That, that is. That yeah. Is yeah. I might have to look at running for office uh, in the next few years. <laughs> I'm not popular enough to do that, but, Go for uh, it. you know, yeah. Go for it. Um, all right. So there was another story that we wanted to cover and it's not political. It is uh, a crime story from Houston, uh, Texas. I'm sure many of you have, um, have seen a, a little bit about this lately, uh, but instead of going over the details of the story, we are just going to roll the tape. So, man is holding up a Mexican restaurant at gunpoint, grabbing money. And one of the All right. So uh, a, a man. That's what you do. Uh, yep. A man was holding up a um, a Mexican restaurant at gunpoint, uh, taking money from everyone. Uh, as soon as he turned his back on a particular uh, customer, 
uh, that customer pulled out their gun and laid into him. Um, so there's been a few more details of the story to come out. Uh, after this, the, uh, the shooter, the, the guy who defended himself in the rest of the restaurant, he, um, he took the cash from the, um, armed robber and placed it on the table for everybody to come to come get their money back, uh, essentially. And, uh, it was also figured out that the gun that was, he was holding up the story with was fake. Um, yeah. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I believe this gentleman, uh, you know, left the restaurant sometime, sometime after that. Uh, his lawyers apparently have been in contact with authorities uh, lately because they were looking for him. He wasn't under arrest, but they were looking for him. Um, and I've seen a lot of uh, analysis and, and commentary on this. Some of the more stupid um, is he shouldn't have kept shooting after the guy fell uh, after the guy was down. Uh, that he, person's he, never had defense training. Yeah. He, he put in three shots and, and the guy went down and then he put in about five more shots. Um, yeah. So because it, I'm sure that's, that's all his weapon held. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, I mean, OK, so I've, let's just say that I've been to a few self-defense training seminars and shooting classes and, and we'll leave it at that number. few. you can interpret that to however many you want to be. Um, but one thing they all say is shoot till the gun's empty. <laughs> that's what they all say. Uh, now I, I I'm going to start with this. That is difficult to watch. That is a good guy stopping a crime with a bad guy. And that is the loss of human life. That's difficult to watch. Um, I don't, yeah. I, don't yeah, I, I had intended die. to give a warning before, but I, I forgot about it. Um, <laughs> uh, um, I, I don't, I don't like to watch people die. I have seen people die. It is, it is awful. It is terrible. Uh, I still come back to the response of you play stupid games, you win stupid prices. Uh, well, it was a fake gun. Uh, have you ever had someone point a gun at you? I have. You don't have time to tell whether it's fake or not. I have to. And I'm the sorry. question, the I'm question in that talk. moment is, the the question in that moment is, do I want to save my life or not? Do I want right. to protect the people in this restaurant or not? You don't have time to consider whether that gun is fake or not. Um, and okay, well, he he shouldn't have shot him in the back. Why not? When he pulled a gun on people and started waving around the restaurant, he forfeited his right to live. That, that's how it works. You commit a crime with a gun, you have forfeited your right to live, and people need to learn that lesson. I I agree. Like that that is the the that that's the talking point and mentality of a a grungy teenager. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you shoot people in the back. That's so stupid. If a if an armed robber turns his back on me that is his mistake and i'm taking advantage full advantage of of every second of that yeah uh he he expanded too much ammunition no that again if you've been to any kind of defense training they tell you you, you shoot until you're out of bullets like you, you don't stop um and a prime example i like to hunt i, I was deer hunting over christmas break I saw an eight point walk out. I watched him for several minutes trying to decide whether he was big enough to take. And I hadn't killed a buck this year. So I finally decided, okay, I'm going to take this, this, uh, this buck. And so I get my sights on him and the wind swirls and he picks up my scent and he's about to take off. So I have to take a shot. I'm not happy with, it's not a perfect shot. So I shoot the deer and he falls on the ground. His back legs stop working. 
He is crawling with his front legs. And then he lays down. What do I think? Oh, he's going to lay there and die. What happens 30 seconds later? Gets up and runs off. <laughs> because sometimes the reason the person falls down is not because they're dead. Sometimes the reason they fall down is they're in shock. Well, you don't want an armed robber to have the opportunity to get up from his shop, shock and, and kill everybody. You don't want that. So that man did what he was trained to do. Again, it's a hard thing to watch. It, I, I'm, I'm, the, the loss of human life is terrible, but he did everything 100% correctly. And the honest truth is the way that things are happening in this country, but I've been getting overly concerned in our own area. We have a lot of day robbery going on yeah. in our town. Um, people will break into your house while you're not there and just take everything you have. Um, with the way things are going, I, things like this need to be more prevalent. They need to happen more often. Mm -hmm. um, people need to die for these kinds of mistakes because criminal, the criminal element in your uh, community needs to live in fear. That is how yeah, they, you they have a law-abiding society. Yeah, they will only respond to one thing, and that is fear. That is the only thing they're going to respond to. Again, it's hard to watch, um, but it's something you have to be prepared for, and it's something that you have to be ready to do. You know, you and I have sat through self-defense seminars together, and um, the, the one thing that people say is uh, don't carry a gun if you're not prepared to use it. You know, every time I put a gun on, uh, I have to make the mental decision that if if I'm called upon, I've got to use this for the greater good of the people around me. Um, uh, you know, I've, I've never been a fan of the talking point. Uh, uh, <laughs> good guys with, you know, oh, how does it usually go? Anyway, basically. The best way to stop a bad guy said, with a gun is a good guy with a gun. I like that. I like that talking point. Yeah. But basically the left is taking that to say, oh, well, that never happens. You know, you never hear of a story where a good guy takes down a bad guy with a gun. Well, that's not true. Um, that, that's not true. Anytime a police officer takes down an active shooter, that's a good guy with a gun stopping a bad guy for a gun. If you know anything about self-defense training, you know that police officers don't carry guns for your safety. They carry guns for their safety. They don't right. They don't carry guns to you. They carry guns to, to save themselves. Um, and so, uh, good guys with guns do stop bad guys with guns. Uh, I wish that we could have a study on this again. The last study came out in the nineties. I believe it was under the Clinton administration. The CDC studied, um, the, the self-defense use of firearms. And they found that, uh, anywhere from 500,000 to 3 million people are saved every year from the defensive use of firearms. And, and that might be not even, you know, firing a weapon. That might just be you see a bad guy and you start to pull your weapon and they turn and run away. Um, but they're, they're not, a, they, the federal government won't study this topic anymore. If you look at the number of gun deaths that happen in the country every year, it's somewhere around 36,000, uh, which again, is, is terrible. Uh, that doesn't count the amount of suicides and things like that, but that's a lot smaller number than 500,000 or 3 million. Right. Yeah. This is, this is something that obviously I'm very uh, passionate about, uh, and, and good on that man. Uh, how would it, he it is... know that he would take weapons? Right. And, and yeah, that's that's ridiculous on its face. There's no way he could have known that gun was fake. Um, I mean, you see this all the time. If cops see someone with a fake gun, you know, they shoot, too. Like, um, yeah, they, they, there's no training that you can have. Like, that's just like somebody saying, oh, why doesn't he shoot the gun out of his hand? Like, <laughs> like, 
like what Joe Biden got on national TV and said, well, he should have shot for the legs. You were. It's just stupid on its face. If you see mm-hmm. someone that is putting you in imminent danger by waving a gun around in your face and you have an opportunity to shoot and kill that person, you do it. You don't shoot the wound. I mean, uh, some, when someone says, why don't you shoot the gun out of their hand? Or even if they say something ridiculous, like, why don't you shoot them in the leg? You, why don't you wound them? That's someone who's never been to a gun range. That is someone who does not know what it takes to fire arm, to, to fire a, a weapon accurately. Um, I, I love watching Hollywood, but Hollywood has desensitized people to the truth of, of, of marksmanship. Um, you know, uh, Django could not have shot beer bottles out of a snowman with a 45, uh, uh, with a Colt 45 peacemaker. It, it, that, that gun cannot make that shot. I don't care who's holding it. Like that's not something that if you get lucky, sure, you might hit one, but you're not going to hit all of them. You, you see my point, like people yeah. watch Hollywood and, and they think that you can curve bullets because they saw it on wanted. Um, no, you shoot center mass. You shoot for the biggest part of that person so that you can stop them. You don't shoot them in the leg and then try to take their gun away or some nonsense like that. So this guy is obviously a hero. We, we, um, we commend him and, and we pray for him because it's also not an easy thing to take a life. And, and you don't know what he is dealing with. He did obviously the right thing. He did the only thing he could in that situation. Uh, and we hope that he is okay. Um, uh, as far as the, the criminal, frankly piece of garbage that held up that uh, store uh you know let him be a lesson to all of you to make better life choices and 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 let the hero be a lesson to you all that um no it is worth the trouble put your firearm on uh don't go well it doesn't fit in this purse don't go well these pants are too tight uh you never know when you need to use your firearm uh so if you are qualified and you are licensed Carry your firearm. You don't know who you're going to say. Well, I think uh, that will do it for today. This is our first show and back. That is a cheery topic. Look at that. <laughs> uh, we 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 yes, we are thankful that all the lives in that uh, taqueria was were saved. Um, so uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate all of you. Uh, we hope that 2023 is is great for you, and uh, we hope to be there with you through it all on Always Right. I was going to give Stephen the chance to say some parting words, but I guess not. Oh, well, I, I'm I'm <laughs> glad to say that I'm glad to see you here. Glad to see some interactment on on the media's. Uh, uh, I hope you have a blessed 2023. Uh, I think that um, uh, the one challenge I would give you, I'm not big into like resolutions. I don't do resolutions, but I do challenge people is um, rather than use the words like, well, I hope something manifests for me or, or, uh, or uh, I hope that so-and-so happens, go out and make it happen. Make a change this year, do something good for you and the people around you and, and strive for your goals. I, I have some goals that I have set. Again, I'm not big on resolutions, but there are some things in my life that I need to fix. I need to clean up. There's some personal, some spiritual and some physical goals that I'm going after. And I would challenge you all to do the same in this new year. If you insist. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and we will see you next time.
Hey, you've just finished listening to an episode of Always Right. If you like what you heard and want to help support the channel, please be sure to like the video and follow us on Facebook or subscribe on YouTube. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please consider rating the podcast five stars. And as always, please leave us a comment, whether hateful or glowing, as we appreciate the feedback. Tune in next week for another episode of Always Right with Jeff and Steven.